Anger. Noun. A strong feeling of displeasure and belligerence aroused by a wrong. Wrath. Ire. Verb. To arouse anger or wrath in. Hey, folks. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Another Way. It's funny because... So I do these outlines to uh, sort of give myself a script for the for what what the episode is going to be, and um, the way that I do my drafts is so this is anger just this is peek behind the curtain. This is anger. We're on draft one point five, and what that means is it's the same basic idea I started with. I didn't completely start over, so that's the one. But it's the fifth thing. It's the fifth draft. That's the point five. That's how I, that's just how I roll. And, um, every time I go through something, I, you know, if I add a little bit, I, I tweak, this one says moves and tweaks, which means that I just like deleted some stuff and moved some stuff around between 1.4 and 1.5. But, um, it's funny what you miss sometimes because just in that definition, you know, the verb is to arouse anger or wrath in, and I had to infer that from context because what I typed was to around anger or wrath in. Missed that. Five drafts, and I missed that. <laughs> I think I just assume that I get the definition right every time, and I don't look at it ever again. <sighs> Proofread is the point here, people. But, And again, I'm less diligent with this because I'm usually the only one who sees this. I didn't even have to tell you that. Were this a blog post, I would have been over it with a fine-tooth comb. But since it's just my script, I can just not even... You you wouldn't have even known if I hadn't told you. So, that's that's how that works. Now I'm angry at myself. Not really. Just bringing it back to anger, you see. Because that's the theme, you see. I'll stop whispering now because that's kind of annoying. Anyway. So today we're talking about anger and, um, you know, when I was in my, uh, I was probably about 20, probably a little older. I was, I was 20, I was older than 20, but I was younger than 23. Let's go with that. And, um, what drove me to therapy, well, there were, there were several factors that drove me to therapy, but the big one the one that kind of made me decide I have to, I have to, I have to see somebody was the fact that I realized I was just angry all the time and I didn't really have anybody. It wasn't like, oh, I'm angry with my mother. Oh, I'm angry with my ex. Oh, I'm angry with, uh, you know, a person. I'm angry with the the government. I didn't have a a thing that I could point on and be like that, that is why I'm angry. I was just pissed off at the world. And, uh, it's still, it it still happens occasionally. And I find myself in that mood where I'm just, I'm just angry. And, you know, some days, some days it's just a thing that happens to everybody. I think where you just have a day where you're just, you're just mad. You just wake up and you're mad. And that's just what happens because we're humans and life is just so freaking weird. It just, I think it's just a function of being a human. But when it goes on for a long time, then it's usually a sign that I have to deal with something. 
inside something with me, but I don't want to, or I don't recognize it. So I, I try to find a, a scapegoat in the outside world. And so I'm just mad with the world. And uh, that never works. Never works. I always have to figure out the thing. It's funny because since I've begun this sort of creative work and actually allowed myself to be doing the things that I've always wanted to do, I'm I'm much less uh, prone to those bouts of anger. And it, it even with little things, like I'm less angry in traffic. And yes, some of that is because I moved out of a town where people don't know how to drive. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm less angry over stupid little things most of the time because I'm channeling energies in a good way and I've dealt with some of my issues and uh, so sometimes you just get the anger with the world and it's, it's, a, it's a sign of something bigger which sounds really weird to say but it's true it's a sign of something internal you know there are people out there who say that we shouldn't be angry that anger is not healthy and that we should try to, we should just be happy and we should try to get rid of the anger and just not be angry. And um, that's crap. Because you know the thing I'm always saying, silence is deadly. But yelling is unproductive. Listening is key to everything. And uh, try n- not allowing yourself to be angry, that falls under the heading of silence is deadly. Because when we're denying that anger, we're denying a very important part of ourselves. You know, and that's that's not only really dangerous for our our work and whatever we do, creative or not, it's very, very dangerous for our personal lives. And then there's also just, you know, the idea of again, this is a Joan Rivers thing of if I'm not angry about something, what am I talking about? And I believe it is, again, in the in her documentary, A Piece of Work, where she's like, if I'm not mad about something, what am I? Oh, my grandson was so cute. It's, it's boring, was, was the quote, I believe. Um, and, uh, you know, anger can be very telling. It, you know, it can, it can show you what is important to you or what you need to pay more attention to. One thing I always um, told my students is that you need to be worried when I stop yelling. Because if I'm yelling, if I'm mad at you, that shows that I still care. And I would say that to my, my church choir sometimes. You know, there, um, there was a rehearsal. <laughs> One of the worst rehearsals I ever had with them. Well, I'm going to tell you about two really bad rehearsals. They always happened at the beginning of January. There was something about that time of year with that choir that just always... I don't know what it was, but I, I, by year three, I was like, okay, here it is. Here's that time of year. I'm bracing for it. One year, it was just a bunch of little things. That they just, they were awful. And it was the worst rehearsal we ever had. And it was horrendous. And, you know, a couple of them were fighting. And then some of them were trying to tell me how to do my job. And it was, it was just awful. And, um, I realized, um, about 20 minutes before rehearsal was over, I was not doing it. I was just, I was waving my arms, and I was just going through the motions, and I wasn't yelling. And I and I, I was like, "Oh, I don't care about what happens. I don't care about the last twenty minutes because I'm done. I'm over it. I'm done." I wasn't mad, but I was over it. 
And then I think it was the next year we had a rehearsal and it we had we they had this service at this church every every January where it was sort of um it was a lovely they called it the festival of light and it was an epiphany sort of idea and the idea was that you started in darkness and there was a there was a single flame and then the light spread through the sanctuary it was it was a lovely service i enjoyed it i i enjoyed it enjoyed the idea of it it was always kind of um stressful for everybody involved and what this year in particular we had a rehearsal that was not just the choir it was it was everybody involved it was a, it was a tech rehearsal for the service itself so the choir's there and everybody else is there. Choir gets up to sing. We hadn't rehearsed because it was holidays and everything. So I hadn't had a rehearsal with them in, in a couple of weeks. But they kept making the same mistake that I'd been yelling at them for a month about and told all of them to circle it. And I'd been freaking out about it. And um, they made that mistake again. And I kind of went off the handle. And when I go off the handle like that, I get very sarcastic. And I don't like. I don't really yell but i get louder and i okay it's fine i guess you're just not going to do that spot and that's okay you know it's not like i said it a thousand times and i get very sarcastic and very that and um after the service one of the uh other members of the of the church came up to me and said you know um i've run groups like this for 30 years and i've uh, i've never berated any of my groups in front of other people and that's 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 all I'll say and that I didn't say anything because I knew if I said anything I would I it wouldn't be pretty and I would have berated him in front of other people and I thought you know what I need to I need to address this so I sat them down the next Sunday and I said look this was the thing I didn't tell them who I just said this was the thing that was said to me and here's why I think it's ridiculous. And I told them, the moment that I stop yelling at you, that's when you should be worried. Because if I am yelling at you, I still care. It's when I stop yelling that you know you're in trouble because I've given up on it. That's the moment that you should be afraid. So anger, yes, it can be unhealthy depending on what you do with it. It's a tool. It is a tool like anything else. Just just like fear. It's it's a barometer. It tells you what is important to you. It tells you what you need to pay more attention to. Or sometimes it tells you what you need to pay less attention to. Because if it's something that is not worth the anger, then you got to kind of examine, you know. Um we're cu- we're, we're going into some sources here right now. And so Julia Cameron, in The Artist's Way, says that anger is meant to be acted upon. And that's exactly what I'm saying here. You know, allowing it to fester falls under that silence is deadly category. And this doesn't mean that you go berserk on people. This doesn't mean that you berate groups in front of other people. (laughs) That became a running joke, by the way. It's like, oh, we're not in front of other people now, so I can berate you. Um... It doesn't mean that you freak out and you yell and you stomp and you throw a fit. But it means that you have to deal with the anger. You know, maybe it is a thing of you sit down and you have a discussion with your group about about this is how we can avoid the situation from here on. You know, it's it's you have to do something. And um 
you know, I I did I mentioned that Joan Rivers thing of, you know, if I'm not mad about something, what what is there to talk about? And uh yes, anger can fuel what we do creatively. It can it can be very inspirational. But the thing is it doesn't it doesn't sustain for very long. You know, I um the act, the only acting class I've ever taken was my I almost I tried to say took and taken at the same time and it almost came out taken. Um again, said it perfectly fine and you didn't need to know that that's what happened in my head and I just, you know, <laughs> I we're sharing. It's honest. <laughs> I'm sharing, you're not sharing. You're selfish. <laughs> oh god, okay, somebody stop me. Anyway, so anger. This acting class that I took in. Um the the teacher said that you know, anger is the easiest thing to portray as an actor. And I think that's really true because, you know, we all get angry and it's it's a very anger's just easy in general. It's an easy place to go to. When you're when you're in traffic and somebody cuts you off, you know, it's so it's so easy to yell at them. It's so hard to be a nice person. It really is. It's so difficult. Um and because it's easy, it doesn't it doesn't have the same sort of oomph behind it that's that other things do. And you know, if, if we fuel something from anger, th- there can likely be a disconnection that comes from that. You know, I think that um, anger can can certainly provide an initial inspiration for something, but we need something stronger to carry that through to completion. You know, I th- I think anger can be. Not necessarily always, but it can be very um, surface, very superficial. It's kind of like it's kind of like that idea we talked about with the shadows and the light episode. You know, we need to temper our anger with something else if we are going to make sustained art. There was a recent um, I don't remember what awards it was. I, I saw the speech on Twitter. It was um, Ava DuVernay. I believe is how you say her name. She is a she is a film director who is a black woman and she won best director for some I don't remember the movie, I don't remember the award show. I just saw the speech. So, don't yell at me. Um but it was a brilliant speech. And one of the lines that I love so much is that she said, "I am outraged all the time." And I think that there's a very big difference between outrage and anger. You know, we get we get semantic here on this show sometimes. And um, if there's something that makes us angry, some cause that we can make the focus of our work, I think we have to galvanize that anger into something stronger. And I think that galvanizing it into outrage can be something that sustains better. You know, I'm thinking of... I don't know. There's there's some analogy with fuel here, and I just don't know enough about like physics and science to make it work really. But if if you take that anger that is very sort of raw and very very powerful in a sense, but burns out quickly, and you sort of compress it and allow it to release slower, you know, I I think that can sustain you you know unlike pure anger i think i think outrage can sustain an endeavor because it's it's sort of simpered simpered tempered with a sense of um doing what what, what we think is right you know and i when i think of this i, th- I think of you know 
artists who do sort of political commentary in their work. They're outraged over something, you know. Um, and I can't think of any any specific examples at the moment because I'm just, uh, I'm a blank. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. But doing something like this is is, is using anger as a tool in, the, in sort of the best possible way. Again, Julia Cameron says that, you know, anger is a tool, not a master. And I love that because if you, it depends on who's calling the shots. Are you in control of the anger or is the anger controlling you? You know, are you the puppet or are you the puppet master? Where are the strings attached? How many metaphors can we shove into this one little bit of program? You know, did don't let it consume you, is, is the whole point of this. She also says that anger is our friend. Which might sound like a weird thing to say, but I don't think it is. And I I love that because it's it's one of those... I find I say this a lot. It's a very subtle but a profound shift when we start thinking of anger as a friend. Because if we approach anger this way, it kind of allows us to really utilize it and to process it meaning we can work through it and do something productive with it. And that's the thing that I always I always try to find with with difficult things like anger and fear and guilt and all that stuff. It's like how can we make this productive? You know, I um I I I there's some things that I've been dealing with in my in my personal life lately. And it's it's with one of them, I had a realization recently. It's like, this is not a productive thought process. How in, can I make this productive instead? There was some guilt around uh, some some stuff. And um, I thought, how can I, how can I make this guilt productive rather than just feeling guilty about it and beating myself up? How can I flip it around? Anger is the same sort of way. And it's, it's that thing of, you know, transforming it into outrage I, if you are so, if something makes you so angry, how can you make that productive? Do you go to the page and write about it? Do you write it? You know, maybe it sounds corny. Do you write a letter to the editor? Do you call your congressperson? You know, not that, not that the world is going up in flames for certain people at the moment, but, um, you know. So what do you do with it? How do you make it productive? Anger is your friend. Don't deny it. Don't let it consume you. It's, you know, it's a, it really is a perfect metaphor because we've all had friends who have tried to take advantage of us. And, you know, that's a tricky thing to deal with. Anger is the same sort of way. It will try to take advantage of you if you let it. And then you have to decide, do I, how do I deal with this? Do I try to work with this anger and try to fix it? Or do I let this anger go? Because sometimes, sometimes that's the only thing that you can do, really. And it's hard to do. But sometimes the only productive thing that you can do is let your anger go. You know, there, there's that idea of... of um, like being something along the lines of being mad at somebody is like 
it's like drinking poison and expecting somebody else to die. It's the same sort of thing. If you're mad at somebody, like I guess we're just I guess we're just shifting to a to thinking of a, a relationships between people. Um, if you're mad at somebody but they don't want to engage with you about it, the being mad just takes energy away from you. It doesn't affect them, like at all. But it affects you. And it's not productive. So in that case, maybe the best thing to do is just let it go. So that's anger. We didn't do the sponsors. So gregorinprojects.com horizoncreativestudio.com Check out all the stuffs. Follow me on the social medias. That KJ Bell, the Twitter, the Tumblr, the what's that other one? Instagram. <laughs> uh, and if you're in the LA area, go to Meetup and join the Meetup group. You can come to a workshop. I'm doing every other week in uh, Echo Park. I do a workshop Sunday mornings. Haven't had anybody the last two, but you know that's it's a weird time. I'm trying to figure out other times to do so too. Anyway, that's anyway. <laughs> so. It's okay to be an artist. It's okay to create. It's okay to be exactly as you are right now, even if that's angry. It is okay. You are okay.